This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome one, welcome all to this completely unnecessary podcast for Tuesday, July 9th, 2019. That's plucky Ian Ferguson. Howdy. I'm uh, promiscuous Pat Contry. I don't know. I just, quick P name that I'll come up with. All right. <laughs> what are we talking about on this show? I was talking about um, G2A back in the news. Gamer girl backwater kill me. Terminator NES footage released, uh, the alternate version. Super Nintendo World ride layouts, maybe? Uh, uh, Tim Atwood, coming back into the news. Our buddy Tim Atwood. And Q&A. Ian. Yeah. You went to the zoo yesterday. You relaxed? <laughs> yeah, I went to the zoo yesterday. I was pretty relaxed. That's uh, Night zoo. I think that's seven visits in eight weeks something like that i've gone like once a week for so you're obsessed now past you know it's a relaxing place when i need to calm down i go to the zoo i walk around i look at the the koalas and how's sam the fishing cat doing didn't see him yesterday he wasn't out or he no, didn't he wasn't out yeah, he, he's a he's a wily one he, he's he's got camouflage he's all over the place so yeah i didn't so, see him so night zoo is great because they have like you can drink you can um they have events uh, special events they have like uh there's like the, the, little the musical music and... at the end the musical train going on with the, yeah. with the, the whole african uh, motif it, it's nice the giant lion mm-hmm. puppet thing is great love the zoo we love the zoo uh anyway um real quick ian comic-con's coming up in a, in a week in two days already yeah that's wild it's wacky it's, stuff it's freaking nuts everything uh, is coming up so fast for this summer years half over already pat's pat's half year closer to death um, I'll be uh, a part of uh, the AVGN Comic Con panel Saturday. That's Saturday at 5 p.m. I'm not sure who listening to this is, has Comic Con tickets. Probably a small percentage. But uh, <laughs> come on out. I'll be moderating uh, the panel. Happy that James finally got a panel. It's long overdue. Um, it's already been five years since the AVGN movie premiered at Comic Con. That, oh, wow. that nutty event. Uh, wow, it's 2014. So come on out uh, to that. Um, a certain Super Nintendo guidebook. Uh, you can still pre-order it, obviously. I want to lock down the names that go inside. This is the special edition. That's the real one. Uh, excuse me, this is the NES one. I'm an idiot. But the super, for the Super Nintendo one, I'm trying to lock down um, the the uh, the names for the back of the book. So I'm going to probably lock that down later in the week and cut that off to let you know. So get your pre-order in if you want to see your name emblazoned in ink uh, there. That's an ultimate... Uh, NES.com or Ultimate SNES.com. I don't know. I registered like 20 of them. Um, Dr. Mario World yeah. released a day early. Didn't that happen with one of the other apps that came out a day early? They're like, fuck it. Yeah, it might have. I, I just know my um, my friend Jessica texted me this morning and it was like 7.30 my time and I I didn't have the thing on, but I, I, I rolled over, I picked it up and she was like, it's out. It's fun. You should try giving it a play. Uh-huh. Um 
So I did. <laughs> and it's, it's, I, I've got, I've got it. This is adjusted. Um, and it's good. I enjoy it. It's simple. I like that you can throw multiple pills up in the water. I like the floating. I like that after they break up, you can move them again. Yeah. Um, I'm only in the first world. So I've done like the first like five or six levels. So nothing, nothing particularly uh, tricky yet, but you can see how they work in like, you, they, you see how early on how they can work in chaining puzzles and stuff like that. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a tutorial like one, basically. Yeah. Like, like if you can't defeat those within the minimum amount of, of, of pills, something's wrong. You shouldn't be playing. You shouldn't, you, sh- you shouldn't be playing? You shouldn't he be says, playing. You should, you're not a real gamer? I mean, no, it's just, it's, it's, it's very, 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 it's very, very straightforward. I love, like I said, I love Dr. Mario. It's probably my f- favorite puzzle game, if I have a favorite puzzle game. I like a lot more in Tetris. Um, I think this is going to make a jillion dollars. This looks really fun. Yeah. So far, I haven't. We'll just see. We'll, we'll just see if Pat gets roped into the spending more money to unlock time with the whatever the the, the, the hearts or whatever it is. We'll see or diamonds or the hell it is. The we'll, diamonds. We'll, we'll see if I get roped into that. Probably not. That's where I probably will draw the line. Just, can I pay ten bucks? Just, just let me pay ten or twenty bucks, and that's all. I don't. But wanna... That doesn't make the most money. I know. Well, they learned that with Super Mario uh, Run. You know. There, I think it's okay so far. We'll, we'll see as we get closer. But the multiplayer will probably be where it really. Yeah, I think the lot. multiplayer will be neat. Uh, there, so I, I played a, a modern game, and there you go. Mobile counts; it still counts. Uh, NBA free agency. I know this isn't a sports podcast, but holy crap! Yeah. Oh my I, god. Um, the, the NBA is the best league because it's wide open. The stars control the league. Um, they hate each other. They post on social media. They have rival rivalries that are out in the open, um, and it's fun. And they have all different you know personality types. Uh, it's great. Um, and so there's been upheaval in the entire NBA. A lot of the teams have been totally reshuffled. I think I I, I think I heard yesterday that one third of the NBA starters are on different teams this really? next year. One third. <laughs> I mean, that seems about... I mean, that wouldn't surprise that's, me. Pat, man, that's like almost two players per team is not on that same team as a star next year. So every team almost is getting radically reshuffled. So Kevin Durant is injured, but he goes with Kyrie Irving to the Nets. Um, from the Nets, you have uh, D'Angelo Russell come to the Warriors. Obviously, the biggest news, uh, you had, you had uh, AD join up with LeBron. In with the Lakers, and everyone said, "Oh, Kawhi's going to go to the Lakers." And no. uh-uh, Kawhi's like, uh, "I'm coming back home." Kind of he lives in Riverside originally, but he's going to the Clippers. And then, oh yeah, they traded for Paul George from Oklahoma City, and now they're going to trade probably um, what guy? All these names. What's his face from OKC? He's going to leave as well, and probably go to Miami. Or in Miami, they just acquired Jimmy Butler from Philadelphia. <laughs> I think the Clippers have a chance of being halfway decent this year. Halfway De- decent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're favorites, to, they're and, favorites and, to win now, yeah. according to Vegas. Halfway mm. decent? Yeah, I don't like to over overstate. <laughs> I like Kawhi. I like him a lot because he's, he's very humble and he's a weirdo. We need a person like that in the NBA. Um, and he's a LeBron killer, so of course I like him. So um, the, the Clippers are going to be the dominant L.A. franchise, potentially, for basketball, which never happened. And, and in Brooklyn, the Knicks are still a, a freaking mess. The Knicks got nothing. The Knicks almost signed me, but I turned them down. I mean, that's how desperate they were. I can run point, Ian. 
People thought this might have um, been the offseason yeah. that was going to be good for them. Oh, Knicks. the Knicks are going to get Zion. They're going to get Durant and Kyrie, and they're going to go to the finals. Nope, they got nothing. They got nothing. They didn't get one grade A star. A big bag of shit. They got nothing. They got cap space, uh, number 35 cap space they signed. What a disaster. I, can't, I, I like to watch the Knicks during my team growing up. I would love to watch the Knicks, but I can't. I wish so, I could get behind the Clippers because they're the Buffalo Braves, but I just... I oh, really? They're the Buffalo Braves? Yeah. Then, but, they, were, then they were the San Diego team, so uh, it makes yeah. sense. I just have no real... Should I bandwagon on the Clippers this year? I have no real interest in LA sports. Most California sports teams, too, I just don't care for. I do like the Padres, but that's about it. So then, of course, the Warriors, uh, they'll be in the mix, too. We'll see what happens with them. Clay, Clay will probably come back in January, February from his ACL. Uh, poor, poor, poor Clay Thompson. Who doesn't like Clay uh, there? And, and your Toronto now looks like they're going to probably struggle to make the playoffs without Kawhi. Well, I mean, Detroit's my team. But Tor- oh, Detroit? Detroit's always been my team, but I like Toronto. Detroit might be decent. In the, uh... well, the, well, the West is a murderer's row. The yeah. West has, like, 12 good teams. The East is probably, you know, you can get in there on the bottom there. All right, Ian, do you want to snap on a, a anabolic frolic in, on, on, on your laptop so I talk about Spider-Man Far From Home? Uh, no spoilers while Ian gets it. He's trying to hum <laughs> and put it on. Just give me a thumbs up when, you're, when I can go spoilers. So I saw Spider-Man Far From Home on uh, early on 4th of July. Actually, I got tickets. And what was interesting about this one, Ian, is that I had less interest seeing this movie than probably any other Spider-Man movie that come out this is the seventh Spider-Man movie. I'm aware. I was not impressed by the trailers or the advertising at all on it. But thankfully, Ian, this was one of the movies or like with like with um Endgame, where ninety percent of the stuff in the trailer for Far From Home was like the first half of the movie. So good. Ian's listening to Anabolic Frolic. So what was interesting about Far From Home was that um I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would because I thought the marketing was trash. But that saved the surprises. So one of the the key things about Far From Home going into it is that, you know, Mysterio is a main character and they've been pushing him in the marketing as, as as a hero. But can you lower that a little bit? <laughs> Even I can hear it. <laughs> okay. Um, so, but Mysterio is a classic Spider-Man villain. So you know he's going to become a villain. But the marketing has kept it a secret so that there's a twist halfway through the film, uh, two-thirds through the film almost, that, oh, my God, Mysterio, this guy's a, this guy's a bad guy. He's been using Peter. Which which you don't, you don't get surprised at, but it's good how they pull it off. They pull off the twist. But what they didn't, but what was clever about it, though, is that they worked in that he was a Stark employee, and they referenced other uh, Stark employees from the original Iron Man, where Jeff Bridges yells at him, Tony Stark built us in a cave out of scraps. So the guy getting yelled at shows up as part of his crew to help out Mysterio. And then also, um, you find out that Mysterio actually developed the BARF technology, like the, the holographic uh, memory imagery stuff, from the beginning of Civil War and that he was a disgruntled employee because he didn't feel Stark was giving credit and he fired him. So what's interesting at the crux of this isn't world domination. It's not a... The villains aren't trying to create a giant fucking uh, deus ex machina thing in the sky to, to open a wormhole and destroy us all. They're just disgruntled employees that hate Tony Stark and, and Stark Enterprise for, for screwing, them, uh, screwing them over. 
So they want to enact their revenge. They feel like they, they're the ones that should control the you know world peace going forward, and they should get what they deserve. So that was a very interesting, smart, uh, technical piece to the writing. I thought was working in past movies without making it too over the top. And and the and the action the action was great in the last half. You saw Spider Man uh, pull out all the stops and and do what he does with the acrobatics and being smart. Now now of course I don't like the over reliance on Stark technology. There was still a decent amount of that. That's actually one of the main plot devices is that um, Mysterio's holograms technology are, are built upon um, drones, and then he wants control of the rest of uh, drones in the, in, the, in the satellite from Stark in order to enact the gigantic one in London. So it was clever. It, I didn't mind that part of it. Uh, and Spider-Man himself seemed to grow as a character and become an adult, the stuff that, you know, the play with all the, the high schoolers I thought was fun. Of course they have to keep them all together. So they're all, they're all the Mary Jane and then flash and then Ned, they all went in what's called the blip. They were gone for five years because they don't age at all. You know, they, they come back. So they have to do that obviously. And Betty brand, of course. Um, so, um, I like this movie a lot. This could be, this could have been the, out of these seven movies, I think it's the second best Spider-Man movie we've seen after the original Spider-Man 2. Not the amazing Spider-Man 2, that had issues, but Spider-Man 2. The only thing I, I don't like is that it seems like they they started with Peter acting more like an adult in Civil War during that battle. He had all the quips. He wasn't afraid of Falcon and Winter Soldier. He easily beat them both, which, they, which was proper in terms of how powerful Spider-Man is. You know, he helped take down Giant Man or Ant Man as Giant Man, and he held his own with Captain America. But that was all fine. It seemed though, then when they got to Homecoming, he was scared of the Vulture. He was scared of Michael Keaton. And I'm not saying a character can't be scared, but he shouldn't have showed it overtly. He should have been like false confidence and bravado. And now I'm getting really nitpicky. In Far From Home, Spider Man has almost no quips. He doesn't act like an adult at all in terms of his decision making. He does some dumb things. One of the main plot points is a really stupid decision uh, to hand uh, the drone technology over to Mysterio. So that's where I'm kind of not impressed by uh, this like de-evolution of Peter Peter's character in order to space it out into probably three movies. That said, though, I still like the movie regardless of my disdain for how they portray Peter uh, in these movies. I think it's weird, though, that uh, Aunt May roots for for Peter to go into harm's way, especially after Aunt May lost, uh, you know, Uncle Ben. And that hasn't even been touched upon in these two movies at all with the guilt. And Aunt May, knowing that Peter Spider-Man should only compound Peter's guilt because he's the one that indirectly called, caused Uncle Ben's death. And yes, in this MCU, this that did happen. We just haven't been overtly uh, told it has, even though there's been hints in Civil War that that's what happened. So it doesn't make any sense in that, account that he should be really bothered that Aunt May knows that he's Spider-Man and Aunt May should be annoyed um I think that her, that her, uh, her her nephew could be putting himself in harm's way but she's rooting for it so that bothers me obviously you can't talk about this movie without the what could be the greatest mid sequence mid credit sequence of any of these MCU movies uh, Mysterio puts out fake news um makes a video that Spider-Man caused all this ruckus that he's one behind it all and reveals Peter's identity to the world in Times Square. It's it's one of those oh my god uh, moments, especially since Marvel had the balls 
<clears throat> to recast J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. People were saying, "Are they? Is he going to be in the movie? What's going on?" It's hard to recast uh, J.K. Uh, Simmons because he he was the embodiment of J. Jonah uh, for sure. So what was brilliant though is that they didn't make him, you know, the Daily Bugle. Uh, newspaper editor. He's now running the Daily Bugle.net, which comes off as like an InfoWars type of Alex Jones site, and, and, you know, conspiracy theory stuff. And that's who now Jay Jonah is in the MCU. It's brilliant. It's a way to get uh, J.K. Simmons back into the character while not, you know, retreading the same exact uh, ground. So again, I like this movie a lot. I probably would give it like an eight, eight out of ten, maybe eight and a half. And um, I'm really hoping that Spider-Man 3 is focused around Manhattan, uh, not in Europe somewhere, and that they stay in Manhattan without... They don't need they don't need to incorporate all these other Avengers. You don't need Nick Fury. You don't need Tony Stark. Spider-Man and his rogues gallery of villains could stand on their own, and they can, you know, they can use New York City as a playground with Craven hunting, uh, for example, and whatnot while Ian gets a phone call. Uh, there so there you go that's my review uh eight out of ten three or three and a half stars out of four and then ian we're ready to go uh to move on with the podcast so ian we haven't spoken a lot about g2a in the past Uh, g2a is a website based out of russia that sells steam coats Yep, digital for, digital coats for stupidly low discounts. Uh, and so, in the past, you've seen some YouTubers uh, be sponsored by them. Uh, PewDiePie, I don't know if they still run it. PewDiePie no, used to have I the ad in there. So, but yeah, he used to he used to it. run the ad for them. So G two A has been controversial though in the past because it's not always clear how they acquire all these keys uh, to these games. Yeah, a lot of it seems to be done through. <clears throat> Seems to be done through shadier methods. Uh, one common one is that uh, keys are bought up, and then um, the people who buy the keys do a chargeback, and then sell all the keys to G two A. So they're basically getting you know free money. Yeah, basically yes, exactly. They're or, getting free money. Or I've heard that there's they're... a lot of credit card fraud when they steal credit card numbers. They use that as well, and so then when they cancel the charges. The keys are gone. They're already bought. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. The chargebacks. They buy a lot of keys, and then they do a chargeback on the credit card, so they get their money back. That's different than credit card fraud. Like, if you stole my number, oh, you bought sure. the keys, I cancel my credit card. There you go. That's the other means that I've seen as well. And I, and there's and there's phishing scams as well all the time to get credit card information uh, for, for Steam code, codes and whatnot. And that, to me, would be the cleanest way to do it, because then you're, it, the money's out of your hands. G2A is giving you cash for your keys. It's like, oh. And they're making money off it, you know. So, um, so they've been <clears throat> accused of fraud in the past, and now they're coming up more on social media because the problem with G two A is that either customers don't realize or care where that money is going to. The money that you when you buy a game on G two A, buy a code, the, the money's not going to the the game publisher. It's not going to the the independent game publisher. Right. It's going just to G two A. It's lost money. Especially, like you said, like the money, if it gets charged back, then the, 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 the original publisher loses that money. The codes went out for free. The codes are lost. Uh, They're in the void. And maybe there's not a way to, to clear them. I don't know. But it could be a lot of keys. So uh, there, there's been sniping back and forth on Twitter between G2A and, and, and Indie Devs, which I thought was amusing. Yeah. Um, 
Raimi, I believe his name is Raimi Ishmael, um, actually tweeted out, you know, if you were going to buy one of our games through G2, G2A, uh, you know, he suggested just pirate it. Don't don't pay them anything because the money doesn't go to them. They lost it anyway. Right. So, you know, just pirate it. You might as well go and get it for free. We'd rather you did that than pay G2A. Um, and, I mean, not a developer. I'm not in the business, but I, I, I understand that sentiment. If you're not going to make money any other way, you might as well make not make money in the way that's not going to benefit someone else. Sure. So, um, so now that this is coming from the news again, it's fresh. Um, oh, it's Polish owned. It's not uh, Russia owned. It's Polish owned. Okay, I don't know if their servers are in Russia. It's a Hong Kong based company. is is offering to open its catalog of game keys to an independent auditor in an attempt to keep stolen keys from being sold through its marketplace. <laughs> Quote, a little late, huh? We will pay developers ten times the money they lost on chargebacks after their illegally obtained keys were sold on mm-hmm. G2A, the company said. The idea is simple. Developers just need to prove such a thing actually happened. These people have some real fucking cojones. They, they need to prove it? Yeah. What do you? How do you think you're getting, like, probably dozens of keys at a time from these people? Right. How do you think this is happening? Well, I mean, they know. Legitimately? You think someone's legitimately buying keys at 100% value and then selling them for less? Ian, that'd be like if I went to uh, went to GameStop. Mm-hmm. What if someone came in from GameStop every other day with, like, 40 copies? Uh, 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 excuse me. What if they came into to your store with 40 copies of a new game that just came out, and they said, give me credit, and you got to give them, like, half credit? Would you think they were obtained legitimately? No. At that point? No. No. Because they're, they're literally giving away money. Because how do they get those uh, games... Pay sixty bucks. Now you're giving them thirty dollars in credit. Doesn't make any sense. You know a game is stolen when it still has the shrink wrap on it, and they're slippery. They're smooth. They they don't stack properly. Everything is new and fresh. So G two A is getting Anyways. slippery codes. Yes, they are getting slippery codes. They're not asking questions about where this is coming from. No. It's the old oh I got a brand new TV. I can give you for a hundred bucks off the truck. You know it's not legitimate, but you don't care. And that's basically what G two A is. They're the they're the fell off the truck company for buying games and customers may not care because they're getting whatever $15 games for $4 or whatever a $60 game code for I don't know 20 or 30 I don't know what percentage uh, they charge look, less that's about that's they about do, right I mean they yeah. undercut that I much? think some of the I think I, I think some of the marketplaces actually it's it's people who can set their own price basically they sell the codes gotcha um, it's like it's like a stub hub Sort of thing where yes. you set your own price. Um, Except StubHub, you, you get the tickets legally. And look, so looking around, it looks like you know there were, um, you know, there was some slight fluctuation or variations in the price of codes to try to keep thing, things competitive. But it also looks to me on G two A like things have kind of settled into a um, there's a business as usual sort of thing going on. Where at this point, it, it looks like a lot of these are being priced almost exactly the same because that's just this is how we do it sure it's a 60 dollars game okay we'll sell the code for 20 and most people are selling it for 20 sure and again those codes that <laughs> that, that g2a is buying up they're not asking questions of course um, so it's not, it's not, it doesn't make any sense that someone unless they unless you have a bunch of review codes there's no way you can get a ton, you know all these different codes and, and pay full price and then take less money out it doesn't make any sense um, this is 
it, you can just read the sarcasm and the the snark dripping off of these these quotes from them. To assure honesty and transparency, we will ask a reputable and independent auditing company to make an unbiased examination of both sides, the developer's store and G2A marketplace. The auditing company will check if any game keys sold on G2A were obtained using stolen credit cards on developer's store, compliant with card scheme rules from Visa and MasterCard payment provider rules. They're essentially daring people to come forward, um, is what I think it is. And it seems like a a very bad and... Uh, it's bad faith? A ba- yeah, I think it's uh, bad faith. I don't, I don't know it, but I, they'd be like, okay, yeah. now come and play our game, right. so to speak, to draw it out. Exactly. And when you read this stuff, it's hard to take them um, at their word on anything that involves honesty at this point, because this was just posted yesterday. Uh, G2A um, was sending out a pre-written article um, to various news sites and offering to apparently pay, uh, offering to apparently pay websites to um, post the article um, as as if it was written by one of their own staff members. So basically, G2A is asking a site like, say, Kotaku to post a pre-written article defending G2A, written by G2A, but posted to their site without any, without any mention of it being G2A. This is what they sent out to some uh, game journalists. Um, my, my name is Adrian. I represent a global digital marketplace called G2A.com. Our company is one of the biggest and most popular trading platforms in the world. It is a place where buyers and sellers of games and, and other digital physical goods meet to make transactions. I am contacting you because I think your website matches our interests perfectly. We would like to find out more about publishing and advertising opportunities that you can offer. At the moment, we are trying to improve our brand awareness and public image. That's in bold, especially among the indie and smaller game developers. Unfortunately, the majority of public, the majority of public does not understand either our business model or how we try to make sure our customers can safely purchase digital products. We want to make sure people understand we do everything we can to support gaming community, not this first first language probably, and that we introduce every possible method to assure every side is satisfied. We have written an unbiased article about how selling stolen keys on gaming marketplaces is pretty much impossible. Pretty much impossible. They wrote an unbiased article. And we want to publish it on your website without being marked as sponsored or marked as associated with G2A. It is a transparent and just review of the problem of the stolen keys reselling. I didn't know that doesn't make any sense. Below, I attach an excerpt of the article. If you want the full article, just let me know. Oh, my fucking Lord. This is almost like a, like a hard times uh, uh, article. Yeah. Uh, right? This is like an onion drive. A hard drive, yeah. Hard drive. Yeah, this is. This is like, because the people that are getting now, um, the company that has made a ton of money off of allegedly stolen or chargebacked uh, codes, now want to put out their own unbiased somehow uh, marketing article saying, "Oh, you can't, you can't sell, buy and sell stolen stuff on our website." But it's not even that they want to put it out; it's that they want other people to put it out as their own work, unrelated to GTA. This is highly. This is like. Uh, Jump off the roof, unethical yeah, level to begin insane. with, and it's probably illegal in some con- countries due to their 
uh, trade laws where if you are paid, you have to disclose you are paid to promote something. This is a promotion. This is a paid promotion of a company that they want people not to disclose or being paid for. This is like the highest scummery possible. The highest. I want to sing a hymn about this. Like I'm back in Catholic school. Oh, scumbags. Could be the scumbag star of the week, G2A. Because of, I mean, there were before, but because of this. So with some luck, you can probably shit. sell one or two, even 10 keys on GTA or G2A without triggering any other security measures. Um, and then one of their excuses is you have to provide with your bank account. You have to provide your bank account info, which would apparently make you too easy to target from the poli- by the police. <laughs> oh my god! They're just pulling shit out of there. It oh then makes god. an in- so this is from the Kotaku article. After what I just said, it then makes an incredible leap to drive the point home. It's like walking into a police station and pointing a gun at the officers there, okay? You got in, but will you get out of there alive? And that, whoever from G2A wrote this article argued, is by selling stolen keys on the marketplace is impossible. Wow. Because you have to provide some info which would make you easy to track down by the police. So, no way you could be selling stolen keys. Everything's on the up and up. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, oh, G2A responded again. Oh, the email con- uh, okay, yeah. These emails were sent by our employee without authorization for which we apologize to uh, Indie Games Plus and the and the nine other media outlets he sent this proposal to. He will face strict consequences as this is absolutely unacceptable. So they're either trolling or now when they got caught they're trying to backpedal. G2A. I think they're obvious. I think they're trying to backpedal. There's nothing. Because they have no. I guess the ethics in in, uh, Eastern Europe are different than here. Maybe they figure over there, their media outlets there, they wouldn't care getting paid to to shill false information. Uh, You know, this is insane. Yeah. It's absurd. So. This is fucking insane. Is PewDiePie still promoting this shit? This G2A stuff? I don't think so. But if he is, I mean, whatever. It's uh, not smart. YouTubers walk away from G2A sponsorship revenue. That was an article from a couple years ago. Yeah, I was pretty sure that people like people now realize what's going on. I was fairly certain YouTubers walked away from all that a few years ago when like the big story came out and you know publishers and whatnot were explaining how this was done and how that they're not getting any money for this for these keys on the front end or back end. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, there it is. Wow. Okay. So G2A, I guess they are the scumbag. Seller, seller, uh, probably could be the decade, uh, decade, decade, decade. All right, um, Ian, we don't talk a lot about gamer girls on on the podcast, um, but this is something that is is everyone's talking about. This is it's 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 the, it's the new hotness, I guess. Um, Belle Delphine sells gamer girl bathwater to thirsty folks. And is getting explicit requests. So, basically, Belle Delphine is an Instagram model, a cosplayer. I'm sure she probably does some Twitch stuff. Four, four million. I had to do my research. Four million on Instagram, Ian. She's a 19-year-old and uh, has been selling um, bath water in jars for $30 a pop. Um, She's British? She's British. Okay. Which, uh, of course, got the internet all talking and all agog. Yeah. you know, lots of mean things, lots of good things being said both hey. ways. Uh, honestly, my take on it is 
if well, you can make that money, make the money. Let's back this up. So she had sold at thirty dollars a pop five hundred yards as of July fourth, and I guarantee you after this she's going to make more of this. So um, bottling yeah. water of the, I guess bath water, made real bath water or not, you know, it, it, I guess she. Go, takes a bath and then she I don't know she gets helpers to put them in it's a lot, the bottle 500 take a lot of time and then she has a nice little label on the top says gamer girl bath water with the game pad on it it's in pink and pastel colors and ships them out to uh, to uh, some uh, probably mostly guys out there um, she commented to the, uh, the metro so there's a joke in the community among gamers that where they will comment on a post saying, "Let me drink your bathwater," and that's a, I've seen that for 20 years. People say, "Yeah, that. not just so, gamers, yeah, it's just it's, gamers." Yeah. <laughs> and although it's a joke, I just kind of found the idea of turning it into reality and actually letting people own my bathwater funny. All right, all right, um, Bell, that's not probably your real name. You didn't find it funny. You saw dollar signs, and I'm not faulting you for that. Right here. <laughs> You realize people actually would do this. Um, the last two days of the website has been open. I've sold over 500 bottles of bath water. What am I doing with these fucking books, Ian? Um, and as of now, I've had to stop as I can't actually take enough baths and it's sold out. Take more baths, hon. Work it. Work the system. <laughs> yeah. I'll take a bath for you. Give me a cut. If you can sell 10,000 bottles at $30 a pop, that costs you probably a dollar fifty total in terms of, of in terms of monetary, uh, in terms of the c- container and water, a dollar fifty could be generous uh, for a jar. Um, so now, so now she had tons of followers before this, but now this is great for her because now everyone knows about her. I didn't know who this was before. I had no idea. And now she's going to get so many new followers. They're going to watch her on Twitch or what have you. They're gonna, they're going to. They're going to pull off a lot more uh, before. And then, oh, what was this? She did a bait and switch before. Said she'd be stroking two big cocks on Pornhub. And they were... Uh, they were <laughs> Roosters. They were roosters. <laughs> Technically correct. Yep. She's savvy. I give her that. Um, the Pornhub team even, team even commented on the picture of Bell advertising the new product, asking, how much for toenails? <laughs> Those wily... I like Pornhub, folks. They're, they're funny. They have good, good spirit. So... We have someone who's a who's an entrepreneur and business person who has a Patreon with 4,000 people. I looked it up. She puts out uh, pictures of herself. Uh, barely barely legal for Instagram pictures. You know, thong stuff, tape on her nipples. She she knows the market. She knows what she's selling. She, she knows who's buying. She's smart uh, when it comes to this. So uh, I'm not shocked that this is occurring, that people are doing this. And there's probably some, some, some guys out there that are doing it for the meme where it's like, oh, I'm buying sure. worthless water for thirty dollars. You're an idiot for still doing it. Jokes on you. You bought what could not even be maybe her bath water for thirty dollars. It could be runoff from her washing her dishes. Who knows? Could be tap water. Could be let's, just let's, tap water. Let's be real. It, it could be just tap be water. <laughs> maybe she sprinkles. I don't know some glitter in. It. I don't know what she's doing to this. I'm not gonna uh, analyze any. I'm, I'm sure there's YouTubers that are, are putting out unboxings of this by now uh, for the lulls. Um, and I'm sure there's guys out here that really find a fascination with her that want to just be like, oh, I feel closer to her. And so I'm going to buy her bathwater as a means of, of being emotionally attached to someone who's using me as a wallet. You know, that's naturally I can't be angry at her at all. I'm not angry at her because she's preying upon people that are either uh, lonely and looking for some connection to a, a, a female online or someone that are just doing it for a laugh and, and, and giving someone $30 for free. And just saying, oh, take my money. This is so dumb and, and shitty. Like the, the Szechuan sauce thing from Rick and Morty. It's just a meme, you know, thing that they're doing. So, yeah. Uh, don't, don't, blame the, don't blame the business. Blame the market. 
Don't hate the player. Don't yeah. Don't hate the. If if <laughs> she the game. if she knows there's these uh, lovable losers out there that are that desperate for a female connection that are going to be paying thirty bucks for bathwater, can't falter. I feel like I, there's a large majority of people who said to themselves when they saw this guy and girl, "Hey, if I could do that, I'd do it." If I could do it right now, if I, I would could do, do it. it right now. I would go home, take a bath, and start shipping out. Bottles. They don't want, uh, and anyone who says otherwise you know is who wants stuff. strands of Pat's hair in a jar. Ooh, I'll sell Pat's. You like my luscious locks? I'll sell some of Pat's hair. How about that for for twenty bucks a strand? I would probably get a few people out there that might want to do it. We'll do it. Uh, yeah. So um, now that she's in the news, she's going to capitalize on this more. And uh, like I said, good for her. You know, whatever she knows the market out there. Hell, if I if I had if I had her body, I'd do the same thing. Who am I kidding? You know, I, I don't have it going on. I don't I don't have her have her looks. God, can Piers Morgan just fuck off forever? Why? Sorry, at the bottom of this article, there's a link to a Piers Morgan thing. I just fucking hate that. Oh, I'm guy. Sorry. oh he didn't comment on it. No, no, no. Oh. He did a comment on Meghan Markle or whatever, but I just hate seeing Piers Morgan's fucking well, face he's, anywhere. He just, complained about, everywhere. he just complained about the U.S. national team and said, oh, our linuses are going to uh, beat them. Nope, that didn't happen, Piers. U.S. women won. What a fucking... I just thought he would... something. He, this is something he would comment on. Uh, this is like this is in this is in uh, Piers Morgan's wheelhouse. Yeah, meanwhile, is he he's got TV a fucking anymore? drum of it, and he jerks with it. But is he on TV anymore? He just says shit on Twitter. <clears throat> no, he's. I think. I think he's. I don't know. I don't know. I hope he falls off the face of the planet. Continuing. Okay. Uh, so that's really it when it comes to uh, Belle Delphine. I'm sure she's going to come out with more stuff. Uh, there was a, there was a there was a, a fake about someone putting out Gamer Girl P, but that was a troll thing. It didn't actually happen. Uh, but I wouldn't be shocked if someone requested that, to be honest. Oh, she said in the article that there were people who oh. requested that she pee in the water. That probably gets whatever. into the illegality part. Probably you can't, yep. can't ship something that would be technically toxic. Yeah. You know, bathwater, I wouldn't recommend someone. Was it, well, didn't I see the news that someone drank the water and went to the hospital? Was that true or not? No. It that was wasn't true? easily disproven on Snopes. Okay. <laughs> the Snopes story came that? out like okay. the day before, and then the next day someone's like, I got herpes from drinking the bathwater. Oh, yeah. I didn't see about herpes. I saw about yeah. uh, about someone going to the hospital. Snopes was like, uh-uh. I, well, to her credit, she said not for drinking. <laughs> FDA's going to come come down on her. Oh, there it is, Snopes. Did people contract herpes after drinking Instagram star Bell Delphine's bathwater? And if they fucking did, that's on them. Well, no, that's not on them. You can't be putting out herpes water. You, can't be marketing. Drink, you shouldn't be drinking bath water. Well, you can't be marketing STD water either, Ian. You can't, that would be illegal, I think. I think the FDA would, would come after you for doing that. Be like getting food poisoning. You, you, can't, you can't say, oh, here's my AIDS blood. You can't market that that's to not, people. You know? Just saying, wasn't, it, wait, wasn't there an album that could, Test My LP album. Wasn't there an album put out with members of the band's blood inside the clear LP? Someone told me about this. That someone did that. There was like a limit to 30. There were blood LPs that were clear. Uh, some some Not rock to band. my knowledge, however. I've heard of this. Um, there was, let's see, blood and LPs. So, so this has sort of happened before to this extent. Blood in records. Oh, Flaming Lips, blood vinyl, 10 oh, copies. There it is, yeah. So there was literally, it's a clear LP album with blood from, blood inside. They happened. There you go. They did ten of them. That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> but I have some of their records, not with blood in them. <laughs> okay, well, if you did, you, you can you could sell them for a lot on the open marketplace. All right. Oh, good for you, uh, Belle Delphine. Maybe we'll run into you at a convention, but probably not. 
with the unwashed masses. All right, Ian. Yes. Um, you know there was a Terminator game for the NES that came out. Not that good. I think only two stars according to a certain NES guy, but one and a half stars. But that was not supposed to be the original Terminator game. There was supposed to be one that came out before that. Yeah, and it was turned into Journey to Silius. Journey by, to Silius by, by Sunsoft. By, by Sunsoft, the name that you, that you can trust. Yes. Well, according to their then, marketing. Uh, well, the marketing. Well, I mean, you kind of could back then. You could you could trust Sunsoft. They did good stuff. So Journey to Silius came out on the Famicom in, in, for originally in, in 1990 called Rough World. That's a funny name for a game, Rough World. When it came out in the U.S., it was called Journey to Silius. So, um, it's an action platformer. You get different guns. It's, it's fairly. It's a fairly difficult game. Most Sunsoft games are fairly difficult. It's difficult. It's fun. Um, it's got great music. Great music, which is a trademark of most Sunsoft games from that era. So, what happened though originally? That was supposed to be a Terminator game originally. Originally, Sunsoft had the license uh, for it to be a Terminator game, and we have never seen really gameplay footage of it uh, in its Terminator motif before that. But now it's it's been uh, revealed. We, we found the the Terminator promo tape from CES back in uh, 1989. The Las, the Las Vegas WCES, that'd be West CES because originally there was one in Vegas and one in Chicago. Then they just combined them all. Um, so they unveiled the Terminator in this um, little promo video touting how Sunsoft rules you know, come after us. They showed off. Come, come after. Well, they're basically saying we're the name of the game. I've seen other like Sunsoft promo videos like this. Yeah. Like, oh, we're, we're the name that matters. You know, great graphics and sound and the light. This is the movie come to life. You know, it's it's the same bullshit to sell a video game that's eight bit. Our games know. are delectable. That they were saying stuff in this. They showed scenes from the movie, but they're trying to say, like, oh, this is a, the movie come to life, and it's really just cut scenes. They're showing off cut scenes from the movie and saying this is the the, the movie come to life. That's it's, what the game is going to be. But then they showed the intro stage, or the intro screen, and uh, <clears throat> cut scenes, um, like in-game cut scenes, a little bit of running. Yeah, like, like it's like a, it's like a like a three D uh, top secret episode maze. Yeah, uh, that you're they're going through here. They showed the Terminator holding a gun. Uh, it shows you dying. So I don't know at that point if that was going to be not a, 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 a 2D game or a th- third-person game. Because from, from the, the visuals there, it's not clear at that point what type of game it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because then it shows you another like cutscene. Sarah, Sarah, where are you? It shows yeah. you running. It says you're hit bad. And there's a skull that's... like So, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure... At this point, did it start off as one thing? Then did it slowly become another thing? Yeah, like and almost then, like an adventure and, title? And then the license got ripped away? It looks like it started off as one type of game and went through some changes while it was within the... While it had the Terminator license. And then when the license was ripped away, we got Silius. It's it's weird because, uh, yeah, you can't... You can't tell what that's supposed to be, but it doesn't look like a side-scrolling action platformer. This comes from Gaming Alexandria. Uh, Terminator, why so silious is the name of the article. Um, so it seems like, according, according to uh, this article, this game had not been in development for very long, and the promo videos only featured the game's title scene, screen, and some cutscenes. Okay, so okay. those are some cutscenes. It wouldn't be an adventure game. But it looks like to me that's not all cutscenes, though. It almost looks like that, that's like a deviation path, maybe, for you to get killed by the Terminator. Anyway... I was sent a tape with Sunsoft promo videos from the show, and here it is, the only surviving video footage of Sunsoft's Terminator 
for the NES when it's really just a, you know maybe a proof of concept. Right. And then they say, "Oh, we're the title holder at marketing." They show the you know the image of the kid holding the zapper in the chair in the tropics, which I've seen that <laughs> picture before. I've seen that in comic books. I remember seeing that that um, advertising advertising in the eighties and nineties for video games was the best. I don't probably don't do it anymore. They they tout that oh, Spy Hunter, Xenophobe, Plat Platoon, and the turn. Then they show some awful uh, concept art afterwards. Oh, the concept the concept art, art freaking fantastic! Is like twelve year old level concept art. If you go to Gaming Alexandria, you can see the pencil version of the Terminator, which is just fantastic. I'm, I don't want. I'm not trying to poke fun at the artists back then. I'm sure they do a great job, but this is something that like your your talented Fred in fifth grade could have done. Right, exactly. I'm not, not even making that up. It's not, it's not like professional. It's not horrible. It's someone that shows talent, um, because the the picture of the the uh, Terminator has like bulbous cheekbones on it. Really, really wide shoulders too. Insanely wide shoulders. Really, the, the really the, the high cheekbones was bothering me about that picture uh, there. Um, yeah, and then they, they tout the plat- platoon. Like that was a great idea for an NES game. They go back to a cutscene, and then the Terminator by Sunsoft. So. Um, I guess what could have been, right? Yeah. If Sunsoft did the Terminator game, it would have been a lot better than... Uh, who did the Terminator game? Let's look at my app here. Is my app on here? I don't know who did it. Terminator. Let's see who can find it first. It was published by... Uh, uh, now everything that comes up when I type Terminator NES is the Sunsoft. Mindscape uh, published it, developed by... Uh, Radical Entertainment. Oh, yeah, no. They didn't do a lot of good stuff, did nope, they? No, they did not. Uh, one and a half stars, according to a certain NES guidebook and app. So, yeah, if they had, it would have been great because they could have said they did, you know, basically two of the best movie license-based games on the uh, Nintendo. Oh, uh, what was the well, one? Batman. Oh, Batman. Batman was really good as well. Yeah, Batman was good. Um, Platoon, not so much. Platoon is horrifying to play as Yeah, a child. Platoon is not so good, but Batman, horrifying. Batman is very good. And, and Fester's Quest. Well, Adam's family ish. I like Fester's Quest. Some people don't. I I love it. It's just it's yeah, hard to a, start off. Yeah, that was a movie. Was that a movie license? No, Adam's family no, was what it's year? Just an ad, no, that was before the movie. It's before the movie. Yeah, it was around the time of the movie. No, pretty sure it was well before, but I could be wrong. What, what year was Fester's Quest on the NES? Fester's Quest was eighty nine. Eighty nine. Okay, yeah, the movie didn't come out till I think like ninety one. Okay, I know why I thought that was. Anyway, well, because there are there is an Adams Family movie game. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, multiple ones. Okay, so um, yeah, gaming Alexander, good for good for getting the scoop. Check out the website and the uh, the video from there. So, a layout, like a big, I don't know, diorama layout, uh, was leaked for. Uh, what looks like potentially Super Nintendo World um, at Universal Studios in Tokyo. And so basically Nintendo is opening a theme park. Uh, I think we all mostly know that. Um, They want to have it open in time uh, for the Winter uh, Olympics in 2020. So that's, I mean, honestly, that's... that's Six months months away? Six, seven months? Uh, Oh, shit, I didn't... Oh. Yeah, winter's in like February. Winter Olympics. Oh wow! I was thinking like next year, like yeah, early. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. So that's going to be crazy. That's going to be soon. Um, but the layout looks 
Great. So the layout is done. It looks like a Super Mario 3D World level, a Super Mario Odyssey level. It's got that style to it. Winter Olympics. Let me just see when it starts. And it shows... Oh, Winter Olympics is 2022, not 2020. Oh, I, well, it said something here, 20... It was, we just had an Olympics. So it's 2022. Nintendo hopes to have the park open by the start of the Tokyo Olympics in 2020. Well, it's so, not 2020. Okay, well, then that's, that's an yeah. error on there. Yeah. Okay. Because I was going to say, there's no way they're Oh, 2020 is a Summer Olympics. Ah, there it is. There you go. Now I'm confused. It's every two years. Okay, Summer Olympics is next year, so they have about June, July. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's a lot more doable. Give a year, it's not about six a months. a year. Okay. Anyway, um, it shows... So it's, it's wonderfully themed, um, and it shows a few things that I think we kind of might have expected there to be. Uh, there's a Mario Kart ride, it looks like, in the back. It uh, looks like Bowser's castle with his uh, head. Oh, that's a great idea. His head over it. And, you know, obviously people are walking through his mouth. Um, it looks like there's a Yoshi's Adventure land or something like that. To me, it looks like um, maybe like a, a like the Alice in Wonderland ride at Disney where you sit in something and it takes you yeah. around and moves you Th- through. Probably a- animatronics and visuals and stuff this like that. This is a Mario-themed part of the park right here. Right, exactly. Um, and you then little, it shows like a little cafe. The little Yoshis running around up top. I wonder what that's, that's what I'm be. saying. No, that's that, what I'm talking is about. Is that going to be a ride? I think, think it's... That could be a ride, Yoshi's, too. I think that's the one that you sit in, and it takes you around. Oh, okay. You get in, like, a car, and it takes you around through dioramas and things like that. That would be my guess. Their version of It's a Small World? Yeah, that sort and of thing. And then, Ian, if you want you want a uh, Yoshi burger, you can go to Toastal Cafe right there if you it, want. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> and then they show a Donkey Kong um, portion of the um, of the park. Uh, it's a separate layout, and it's, it's, it's all, yeah, it's, it's probably not as big. But actually, no, it looks as big. It, it looks, looks big. as big. It looks big. So it's got Funky Kong's plane. It's got. Um, it looks like it's going to have a minecart ride. What oh, would a Donkey Kong Land be without a minecart oh, ride? Uh, so. Um, and it looks like what might be uh, like a big waterfall feature against the back. So honestly, looks looks incredible to me. Yeah, if 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 the actual park looks anything like these, I'd love to go. Um, you know, the Mario World, the Mario Universe has always been extremely colorful and and bright and fun themed and nice to look at. I can imagine that that would be a great place to walk around and spend a day. Even if you weren't even necessarily into Mario or games. You know, it's unique and colorful looking enough that someone seeing it for the first time would probably be like, hey, that looks like fun. I want to go check that out. Minecart Manus ride traveling all the way around the back half of the park. A recreation of Funky Kong's plan at the front. It could potentially be a stunning waterfall feature in the back. Okay, I wonder... If there's going to be more than these two parts, because people are saying, "Well, what about Zelda? What about what about Link? Is there a room for that anywhere in this park?" I don't know if that would be able to pull off. That's not as kid friendly as Donkey Kong or, or, or Mario. Donkey Kong and Mario, I think, are probably the most like immediately appealing to large groups of people. The theming, like I said, between Mario and Donkey Kong, uh, you know, it, it can be looked at as, like I said, even if you're not into games, you've got. Your happy, fun, colorful land, yeah. and then you've got your Legends of the Hidden Temple inspired, you know, sort of sure. Donkey Kong land. I, they're themes that I think would be interesting enough for people, regardless of their interest. Honestly, the Legend of Zelda probably would be too. Um, but keep in mind, this is 
This is at Universal Studios in Japan, so it's not like it's going to be the size of a normal theme park. You know, like like it's not going to be its own Disney World. It's going yeah, to be it's, 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 on the space, right? It's going to be part. It, it's just like the Universal Studios up here in L.A. They've got the Simpsons Land and they've got the Harry Potter Land, but you know they're they're well themed and they're large, but they're not they're not as big as a normal park. They're still parts of like a a larger yeah, park experience. Like we have the Harry Potter part of the Universal Studios the, over here. Yes, w- was it Wiz- Wizarding World of Harry Potter? Uh, for example. So this is going to cost, between, according to this article I see here in Polygon, between $351 million up, up to as much as $544 million. So, woo! Okay, then. Oh, yeah, we'll see one, we'll see one in, in the U.S., if not both locations. We'll definitely see one. I don't know if they only choose one, which, what do you think, which get, what gets more traffic? Florida or L.A.? Probably Florida. Probably Florida? Yeah, probably I've never Florida. Been to, I've never been to the Florida one. I've only been to the one in L.A. I've actually never been to the one in L.A. I've only been to the Disney in Florida, not the one an hour and a half away. I, uh, <laughs> it's really how does that work out? Did the opposite. Of I um, I didn't want to go to Universal Studios until they redid the Jurassic Park ride, which apparently they have. So now I want to go back with I want to go with Bonnie. That was probably the same one that I went on. No, they re- they completely rethemed it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Jurassic World now, so it's the same. It, it's the ride, but I guess they you know basically oh. refurbed everything. Well, I mean, did they have the same rides in both Universal Studios or different ones? Oh, don't know. Okay. You know, I missed out on the. Um, I was kind of annoyed. I missed out on the. Um, am I going to confuse MGM with Universal? Because I've been to MGM Studios. Uh, I was there right when they switched over to the Simpsons ride. I got rid of the Back to the Future ride. Mm-hmm. That's Universal, right? That was 2008. They, that was right when they switched over. Yeah, that's Universal Studios. I was like, no, but the Simpsons ride was really fun. Yeah. Really fun. Uh, there. Um, anyway, so. Uh, yeah, so I guess after that, we'll see when it comes here. I guess we'll be probably before we're 50. We'll see it in the U.S. Yay! I can go with my little propeller beanie and, you know, my big lollipop and be all excited. I've been waiting for this my whole life. Man, children, mission complete. (laughs) We got it. Um... It would probably I would I would say that. Will there be a Nintendo up there in a booth for angry man children to yell at? Like that's a ride. Like wait in line to yell at a Nintendo <laughs> rep. There'll be there'll be a Pokemon Land, but they'll they won't have every single Pokemon, so people will be upset at them. I Wondering. actually don't think there would be a Pokemon Land. I don't know if Nintendo owns a large enough stake in it. I'm sure they could work out a deal yeah. with, with the Pokemon company. What do they own thirty percent, something like that. It's a minority stake, but I'm sure I'm sure they could. Make figure out a way to, to share the money, wet their beak a little bit there. All right, so uh, yeah, so that's gonna be, be coming by uh, by uh, next, next summer. summer. Okay. All right, um, and Patrick, our pal Tim Atwood. We, we spoke about him last week. You're should... awfully comfortable with him. <laughs> what do you mean? We, we we're like we're like we're like Paisan <laughs> right Paisans, now. brothers. Yeah. you know, I met, I met him finally at. We've been emailing for three years. It was three years originally with the Tim Atwood stuff. Yeah. The whole saga with Nintendo Age and then banning him and, you know, him revealing that, hey, hey, guys, I, got, I, I had 18 sealed statements. Now I still have six. So now uh, Tim revealed to me at Too Many Games, it was already two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, that he wanted, he was going to sell a chunk of his collection off. And now it's up for eBay auction here. A gigantic chunk eBay on eBay, Ian. Yeah. Thousands, one thousands video game collection for sale. Games, guides, statue figures, systems. Two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. Buy it now, or make an offer. 
Local pickup only. Oh, if I buy it, you know, I'll earn $100 in eBay bucks. So that's good. Oh, nice. That's good. So um, he lists games, and these are all, unless otherwise stated, these are all sealed games. You know. Yes. Uh, game Boy games. Uh, over Looks like over 150 Game Boy games. Uh, game Boy Color games looks like about less than 100. Game Boy Advance games, maybe about 75. Uh, game Boy DS games, not too many. Game Boy uh, 3DS games. Uh, NES games, uh, NES games about maybe 50, if you include all the doubles of like 14 Eliminator Boat Duel games. Um, then, oh, there's cases of some games there. There you go. You, hey, you want a you wanna Power Punch 2 case? There you go. Five in a case. Uh, 14 copies of Eliminator Boat Duel. Yep. All, all with the misspelling. Uh, That's s- good. Not too many Super Nintendo games, maybe about 30 to 40. About 25, 30, uh, and 64 games. If you, but if you want 29 Tonic Troubles, there you go. You can get 29 of them. I'm kind of upset that for Super Nintendo, under cases, he only has Super Pinball behind the mask, but he doesn't have an F-Zero, which is everyone like... Had F-Zero. Yeah, everyone, everyone for a time was, had a case of F- F-Zero. F-Zero, uh, I think Caesar's Palace is one that, that was widely available. Um, the million seller version of them. I don't know. Uh, well, Pinball Behind the Mask. Or, okay, so then you got some uh, GameCube games. You got about about 75 of those there some Wii games lots of PlayStation games lots of PS2 games a ton of PS2 games hundreds it looks like um, and then PS3 and then PS4 and then a lot of strategy guides an Assassin's an Assassin's Creed collection huh I don't know Tim collects Assassin's Creed stuff there uh, Bioshock collection statues and figures and stuff and pops there's a Zelda collection uh, I'm pretty sure Elder Scrolls collection Fallout collection Metal Gear Solid collection uh Naughty Dog, NIS, okay. Zelda, yeah. And then, and a, then bunch a bunch of systems. systems. Yeah. A bunch of systems. Now, if most of those systems are new, that's something. If, if, if that is. Uh, if, there, if that's uh, Sports Set, NES, Action Set, NES, Challenge Set, NES, Miracle Piano, Genesis, uh, Classic Game Boy, uh, let's see, cl- Classic NES, Limited Edition Game Boy, Limited. Where's my mushroom? Shit. Uh, <laughs> my watch was out of here. Um, dog yeah. boat controllers, uh, zapper, uh, launch kits for some of these games. This is a lot of stuff. Yeah, I have no idea how to price this though. I mean, I just don't. No, neither do I. No clue how to price some of this stuff. Honestly, if all those systems are sealed, well, there's no like NES stuff in there. But there, no, there's is. NES sports set. It's on the oh, okay. NES. Yeah, you got it there. Um. Yeah, all items are brand new unless described differently. Other. At the very bottom of other. Street Fighter 25th Anniversary chess set. (laughs) Oh, I didn't see that. (laughs) NES Controller 2-back. Well, I have one. I I have one that's almost sealed uh, there. Uh, Dog Bone. Yeah. All right. So here's the thing, is that this doesn't include quite all the goodies that we've known about in the past, though. No, it doesn't include a lot of the good stuff. So... We talked on the podcast about I got the email from from Tim and I talked about about you know this is some of the stuff he's owned originally had and we're talking about obviously the big one is the six seal stadium events that's not included here you include that this the, all that, bets is off all bets was off that can go for a million dollars to some people to some crazy people you know um, clue clue land sealed some black boss games get sealed wild gunman um, we're you know. Uh, I have, to, I have to find the, the email here. Uh, and Sealed I'll go through. Clue Clue Land is that's a is that is that Ian's a 
that would, stream. That would be one, I guess. I mean, not that I would ever actually go out of my way to do it, but uh, do like me that Clue Clue Land. You, you like you there? Is I that do, what you... <laughs> I do like me that Clue Clue Land. So do some pat math. If there's thousands of games here, two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. Let's uh, let's see what the average price would be. What do you think? What do you think? There's like three thousand games there. Even you think yeah. about that. Yeah. 20, 20, we'll sure. Say, we'll say twenty-five hundred games. But you're not counting all the all the systems though and everything. Uh, divided by, we'll just say, well, I'll say three thousand games. It's like we'll just say a hundred dollars a game. Sealed. Could be good. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no clue either. But this is simply what it is. It is what it is. But this could also just be as as Tim has operated in the past. You know, this is also advertisement. This is yeah. a great way to advertise it. Hey, I got all this stuff. And he might get emails from people that know that he has other stuff saying, okay, let's let's deal on, on the, the really let's, good stuff behind the let's scenes. Let's talk about the top shelf. Yeah. The top shelf stuff. Or maybe I throw in a couple if you spend the money for this. I can go to the dispensary today, speaking of top shelf. Anyways. <laughs> but do you think there'd be a buyer that would paid. that would not not even price was no object, save or, or they knew they could make their money back. What type of person would spend the money on all these sealed games and systems? Is there someone out there that would do it? I don't know. I don't, I honestly, I have no idea. Um, I've never, at least as, as far as I like, in terms of how I think about collecting, how I would collect stuff. Um, it always amazes me that these big lots ever move because there's just so much stuff in there that I would say, even the most passionate video game collector, they're probably only going to want two-thirds of whatever someone else has that they're selling off in a lot. Okay. Um, so, I, I just, I don't know, with, with with certain people getting out of it, with with people, you know, selling off their collections at different uh, shows and conventions, I, I'm trying to think of who this would go to. Who is in the position to be the next Tim Atwood or someone like that? Is there well, anyone that really needs this? I I would. I, you, know, you know, you might get an investor that says, "Oh, this these games could be worth gold, Jerry Gold, ten fifteen years from now," and puts down a lot of money if they have well, the money. Well, I think like, I think like, like, like these coin and comic guys could potentially do that's, that. That's I think that's your only real market right now. I don't think there's any actual just I'm out here collecting video games because I love video games. Um, well, not for those sealed ones, no. no. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't think there's anyone who's just a video game collector who would buy this. So these were the cases that Tim, uh, let's see, 2016. Uh, these were cases that Tim, I think, originally had. I don't know how many of these sold, but yeah, he, let's see. I'll just, none of these are on there, though. Obviously, stay events, three cases he had at one point. Schoon. Um, I'll just go, I'll go backwards. Screw it. Uh, Zelda 2 and Zelda is, is not on there right now. Uh, Wrecking Crew that would go for a ton of money sealed an original one Wild Gunman uh, your good old Wally Bear's on there he got a Wally wait bear. what he has a case of Wally he Bear he had a case of Wally Bear at some point <laughs> that's amazing um, I had no idea Wacky Races that would go for a ton of money sealed uh, the Ultimate Games would Urban Champion would no, again, none of these are on there. These are cases he has. So he has at least six of all of these at one point. I, I uh, have Toxic to, Crusader. I have to be honest with you. The only case that matters now is that case of Wally Bear and the No Game. You want that, Ian? Yeah. What would you pay? <laughs> um, let's see. What's the one? Super Mario. He has a case of one, two, and three. Wow. One uh, each. One case each. each. He did at one point. I don't know if he sold them all. Right. This is years then. old. We talked yeah. about this before. Um, obviously, Steam events. He still has six of those. That we know about, um, good old Rygar. I'll buy a case of Rygar. 
Uh, Slalom. Look at the Black Box games here. River City Ransom, Rescue Rangers 1 and 2. Romance of Three Kingdoms 3. That, uh, 2, excuse, excuse me, 2. That's a hard-to-find game. And more. So, like, none of these are on that list. Panic Restaurant's not on that list, for example. Uh, Ninja Gaiden 1, 2, or 3 are not on that list. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! Sealed. That would go for a ton of money. Um, all the Mega Mans. So, the point is this. He has some of those games still. Guaranteed. Um, he's keeping those separate because those are the ones that you can sell individually. Right. So he's doing the smart thing. He's bundling up yeah. all the, we'll say, mid-level stuff. And between when you started talking to him and now, he's also had plenty of opportunities to sell the stuff that you can sell individually to. He sure. may be out of some of it. Who knows what he's doing first or last, but um, I'm sure he still has some. But when people started getting a hold of him, like with the cases of the uh, stadium events, I'm sure he found homes for some of that stuff. Oh, sure. He found homes for 12 of them that we know of, yeah. I don't just mean stadium events. I mean other games. Oh, yeah, of course. But he has so many of these that when you say I have, you know, a case of uh, two cases of uh, of ten uh, of seven up spot, doubtful you sold all 12 of those by now, you know, for example. Doubtful you sold all 18. Excuse me. He had two cases of Dragon Warrior 4. Doubtful he sold all 12 of the sealed Dragon Warrior 4s. What are they doing with the boxes once they open them up? What are they doing with the boxes? Save the boxes? You put those in plastic. Fold it nicely, yeah. Oh, you fold it nicely. You put it in, put it in a protector. Yeah, like that. All right. So this, I, I'm trying to advertise for my buddy Tim here. Tim deserves a good, good retirement. He wants to travel around the world. You deserve that. Get rid of this stuff, Tim. Enjoy, enjoy your retirement here. Just say no to drugs, Tim. With what? Wally what? Bear. Oh, oh, okay. Well, it's not just say no. It's, it's say no. Yes. Can't say just say no. That's the trademarked one. Yeah, you're right. You don't get in trouble with Nancy Reagan there, Ian. Oh, Nancy, Nancy, Nancy. All right. Ian, we have a Patreon poll topic. Tell me about the Patreon, Pat. Where do we uh, go? Well, Ian, uh, we give you stuff at the Patreon. Okay. Ian yeah. gives you writing. And, and, and they give us money. They give us money. They give us money. <laughs> and in and- return, it's disp- the, the video podcast is dispensed out in a nice little like coin slot little uh Well, you get, the, you get the whole... You get the whole- podcast you get all this awkwardness here I, I, Pat, Pat, you're not good at I, this so you go, oh, okay, you go okay. to patreon.com slash cu podcast okay you'll see the things you can get in exchange for your money on about a <laughs> monthly basis you'll give us some of that money if you want and we'll reciprocate with cool stuff and a big thanks for supporting us so right. here's here's today's patreon topic okay that, that, that they vote on ian they vote on they voted on it you the viewer you the patrons oh, oh, voted oh, on this, this topic is good. i'm learning so with 25%, we have when will GameStop stop accepting PS3, 360, Wii, and Wii U game systems for trade. With 33, we've got what's what would your ideal game collection consist of if price was no object? And with 42%, was it harder to produce the SNES book due to having less experience versus the NES pet? Is that me? This, I... this is uh, this is laser, laser focused. focused on you, bud. Predator try target triangle. on my chest. Yeah, triangle. Do it. Oh uh, wow. Well, am I working on a certain book? That's right. You can pre-order at ultimatesnes.com. I forgot about that. So you can give him money in exchange for a future promise. Yeah, for, for well, future promise. The product, Ian. It's a pre-order. <laughs> um, can't have the internet coming after me. Um, yes, it's, it was harder. Absolutely. Uh, so one of the ways that I got around this was obviously I did a lot less writing myself. And I hired an editor to help and do fact-checking. And there was a lot more due diligence, I would say, on the Super Nintendo book to make sure that things were accurate and correct. Um, and plus, I honed in on better, I think, better writers that I trusted more 
Not that I didn't trust the last ones, but we'll just say a couple writers didn't make the cut on the Super Nintendo Bumpers NES. Sorry, that's the reality. It's just how it worked out. And I hired a couple more professional writers. Uh, Christina, who had actually written professionally on a website before game reviews, for example, uh, did over 100 reviews. So that was, to me, the issue was that, first and foremost, is that making sure that a writer writing about a game that I had no real knowledge of was doing it correctly. So how do you do that? You hire someone else to make sure that they do it correctly. So a lot less on Pat's shoulders, thankfully, there. And I only wrote 80 reviews versus 450 as well. So, yes, and every every writer is obviously playing through the games and making sure that... that but, but things happen. Mistakes happen. You can say, oh, there was five stages instead of six, or this power-up was, was not named correctly. These things happen. No book's going to be perfect. No reference guy's going to be perfect. Uh, absolutely. Uh, but, but one of the biggest, I think, hardest parts of this of this book was uh, maybe making sure that like PAL variants were named correctly, that you accommodated for things of that nature. Uh, the availabilities of the Super Nintendo games that I know a lot less about than NES games that Ian helped me out with uh, on some of them there. Um, just not knowing that you know a writer might take for granted, oh, it's a sports game, is common. No, 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 that could be a rare game, even if it's going for only $7 on eBay. That Andre Agassi tennis could be a lot harder to find than you'd think. Um, so that was really the more technical challenges uh, there. The articles, not really a challenge as much. And like the promo and special cards, everyone knows what those are for the most part. Uh, uh, Pixel Dan helped me out with one of those, by the way. I oh, did he? The, the preview cartridge, not a game. The preview cartridge that ran in the kiosks. Oh, neat. Incredibly rare. And Dan found one at, at, a, at a, a thrift store. So, That's pretty so, awesome. So... The NES. I'll just say this: the writing was was more difficult because we had had more careful, careful notes and back and forth. The writers, the actual production though, has been easier because I learned from the first time the pitfalls of what not what not to do. Um, so I think that might have evened itself out over the three years the book's been worked on. Three years, it's been three years almost. Jesus, I got I got to cut down the times. Ian, what do you think? Game Boy Black and White next, or or N sixty four? What do you think, Ian? I'll let you, the viewer, decide. That'll be a Patreon poll topic. I would say... Um, well, you're Genesis. biased. Genesis? Yeah. That's not in the branding, Ian. I don't know, like, Ultimate Sega. Don't care. <laughs> Branch out, diversify, you're getting would old. You, would you come back... <laughs> would you come back on board and do some Genesis reviews, Ian? Would you come back on board and do, do, do some... Maybe. That's a no. Okay, come on, Ian. Come on, Ian. Has it been less... You've seen me the three years of doing both. Has it been less wear and tear on me for the Super Nintendo book? Or just as much? Or a little bit less? It's been less. I don't know. I mean, you're kind of the same. You're always you're always at... Uh, you're always at, like, a, a cruise control speed of... Catastrophe. Catastrophe? Yeah. What? You're on cruise cru- control of catastrophe? <laughs> You're on cruise control of catastrophe. What catastrophe have I been cruising into? I have no idea. I don't know. You just Jesus. seem like everything's catastrophic. It's, it's not catastrophic. It's just it's juggling. Yeah. It's a lot of project managers juggling shit. Ian. I think you should probably learn to juggle three balls before you drug- druggle. Before you, you druggle? Drug- before you learn to You're juggle dr- You're on druggling. <laughs> I'm on too little sleep. What, what am I? What am I juggling? That's too much right now. What else am I juggling? Nothing. Documentary. Maybe a Pat the Ants Punk video. I have to edit that was shot a year ago. What else Jesus, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Maybe I, you shouldn't forget about it. Anymore. No, I didn't forget about it. I've actually got to get the CG still on that and get that going. Um, 
Okay, well, thanks for your question there. Uh, speaking of polls uh, and voting, Ross Perot passed away today. That lovable business business minx, Ross Perot. It was 89 he was? I thought it was 89 back in the 90s. I feel you nothing. Know, I feel nothing for Ross Perot? I feel nothing. That was an entertaining character. He's old. Time. I mean, it was time for him, I guess, to go home. So, so, so last week I was a hermit. This week I'm cruise control of catastrophe. You're, yeah. Okay, Ian, man. You're a catastrophic hermit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Pat, so on this podcast, we've got some Q&A from our listeners. Is that how it works, Ian? Listeners like you. Um, Is that how it works? Yes, it is. is Do I I ask? Because it says Pat asks. Do I ask that, Ian? Uh, Pat asks, yes. Okay, I do that. Do I say Pat asks or no? Pat asks. Pat asks. Patrick at PMT Rec House. Are gamers entitled to a certain quality standard with gamer releases? Example, people being upset that not all the Pokemon are in the new Pokemon game. Sure, there are there are there are some quality standards, I believe, that you know, people who play games um can expect. You know, it shouldn't be broken. Uh, it shouldn't be a piece of shit. Uh you know It should be functional. It should be functional. Like your toaster oven should toast bread yeah, when you buy it. It should be functional. And, uh, I mean, honestly, at this point, I, I would hope not money-grubbing, not, you know, tons and tons not of... Not a cash-in. Not a cash-in. But I don't think anyone's entitled to a quality standard with video game releases when it comes to things like all the Pokemon being included in a Pokemon game. Now, like I said in the previ- in a previous podcast, uh, I do wish the National Dex was in there. I understand why people are upset. I absolutely get that. But it's not the end of the world to me um that said no i don't i don't think you're entitled to have all the pokemon in every game if the uh developer decides that this is where we're stopping something then that's fine i mean that's their choice they make the game you don't have to buy it if you don't want to you're not magically entitled to having all the pokemon in every single generation um just because that's the way it was vani actually described it to me in a really interesting way last night and like I said I still miss the national decks but she goes competitive card games all the time reset they, they take, swap out things they take cards out they put things in um, you know every three years basically basically every magic cards and I could be wrong hopefully I'm right um, but I believe magic cards rotate out every three years Okay. So they they go away. So if you buy a starter set now, those cards will be good for three years of competition. Well, they got to make money. They got to sell new cards right. too. And it's how you rebalance the game and keep it popular as well. They make money. Yeah, I mean that's how the Pokemon TCG works. I mean, so it's not chess. No, but I mean, you release enough cards, you break the game. You have to sure. you have to rebalance it. So that's basically you know that's that's one way to look at um, the new Pokemon is that they're rebalancing it. Uh, no, I think every every person who buys a game is entitled to it working, um, you know, being I, functional uh, and not being crap. Um, but a lot of that is going to end up being subjective. Like, where, do, where does it stop being objective and start being well, subjective? That's the whole thing. There's entitlement versus expectations, but we're talking about an entertainment product. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't a car. When I buy a right. car, I'm entitled to, to meeting safety standards. Right. I'm entitled to not breaking down immediately and and driving and not killing me. Right. That's that's my entitlement or expectation of buying a car. When it, when I go to see a movie, am I entitled to the movie being good? No. No, no you're not. 
It's entertainment. Uh, someone might find it good for them. It met their expectations. It may not have met mine. I mean, that's that's why I, I, I kind of stalled as soon as I started to answer the question. Because, yeah, your entitlement is the game works. And then I was like, you can't say that the game is good. You can't even go that far. You can't say that it's fun or playable. No, you because can't, it's going to be totally different to you, everyone. You can't return... You can't return a, a video game because, oh, I didn't like it. It's not good. Remember we tried that with NES games? It's like, no. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, too bad. You be- <laughs> that's like returning... That's returning a, like, can you return a comic book if you don't like how it ended? No. No. If you don't like that Spider-Man didn't save the day? Okay. Deal with it. You know? Well, I, don't, I, I don't see how we got to this point where that every person had to be satisfied by every every single entertainment item. Like, I don't understand that before. Well, we didn't have Rotten... Back in my day, we didn't have Rotten Tomatoes in the 90s. Right. We saw a lot of shitty movies that we wasted not just our time and money on. Now, for at least for entertainment, especially for movies, but well, you, you still had, like, in the newspaper, you looked at reviews every week. But for a video game, you have reviews come out, usually in advance of, of the game being released, yeah. saying, is this a good game? Not just one, numerous ones. You, you have uh, Metacritic and things like that. You should know that you're more likely to like a game or not before it comes out nowadays. Yep. Based upon your expectations and, and, and how you read the reviews, it shouldn't be a shock if you buy a game and you don't like it. It's not like that was hidden from you, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it wasn't. You can avoid buying that product. It's capitalism. It is. The same way for, you know, before I buy a TV, I'm entitled to it working and being able to the display images well and have sound. I'm not entitled to doing... There are non-subjective standards yes. for many things. Yes. When you buy food, it shouldn't be rotten. Yes. It shouldn't kill me, the food I buy. Entertainment, totally subjective. You're buying, uh, in a way, I mean, this goes... You can say this. You're, you're buying art. You're buying an idea. If you don't like bu- the idea, yes. it's too fucking bad. It, it's subjective art. That's mass... It's mass-produced art. There, That's a good way to put it. It's mass-produced art. That one person might find better than... Uh, the other there, so yeah, that's what that's what it comes down to. Let let your wallet speak to it, you know. That's that's about it. I think that was reasonable. Yeah, that's about it. If it's a mobile game that comes out, you don't have to buy that mobile game. <laughs> you don't, or maybe it'll be good. Maybe wait for the reviews to come out. Like, do, like I'm thinking of Doctor Mario World, of course. Doctor Mario World seems fun so far. Yeah, it does seems all right. It's not broken. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. All right. And uh, Pat asks, At S.A. S.A. Jewers? Uh, would love to hear Ian's thoughts on this. So it's River City Girls is uh, what he uh, wants my thoughts on. I'm not sure if it's because people know I like beat-em-ups or if it's because people know I don't like Way Forward. Uh, but that oh. seems to be changing. Um so, yeah, this actually looks pretty good. It's a River City Ransom game, uh, only you play as the girlfriends and you have to rescue the guys. Um, it looks like... Uh, it flips it on its head. Yeah, flips it right on its head. Um, I think that I would definitely give this a shot. I've really started to oh, not be so... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, stubborn about my dislike of White Way Forward. I've really been enjoying Bloodstained. I feel like I should probably go back and try playing some of the Shantae games again. And uh, yeah, I like River City Ransom, so I will give this a shot. It looks like it'll be fun. Misaku with her with her with her cat, and then a Kyoko, and, with, and of course uh, one of them has a cute black kitty cat. 
and then they go to high school, and then the boyfriends get uh, kidnapped and beat up. So they got to enact revenge. Um, was it Alex and what was the other one's name? River City Ransom? I forget. Oh, Cliff. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it's, Cliff. Uh, it's a thing. Uh, it looks like it'll actually have a pretty good uh, soundtrack. Nate Wants to Battle, Chipzel, Christina V, and Megan McDuffie. Uh, some really good chiptune stuff in there. Um, Limited Run will be doing a physical release. Uh, no real surprises there. And, yeah, so what do I think about it? I think it looks fun. I'll give it a shot. I'm not, I'm not the same guy I was five years ago. I can... I can soften oh. up on, on companies. Ryan. That's one of the names. Ryan. Oh, yeah. Ryan and Slick. <laughs> Slick. Ryan and Ace. Ace <laughs> why, and Tiger. Why can't I remember the names? <laughs> I don't of know, these but guys. Ace and Tiger is going to be the names of the characters in my beat em up. Well, what's, 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 well if, they, if they keep the RPG elements, they, they'd be stupid it, to get yeah, rid it, of. No, it says they're going to. Six yeah. large city regions to fight through, complete with shops and side quests. Well, I love the animation they have in this trailer. Yeah, it looks, it looks great. Did they just, they just, did they just announce a, a new Shantai game, too? Uh, yeah, uh, the animation studio Trigger um, did the new intro, so, or did the intro for the upcoming Shantae game, and it looks, it looks, the, the intro looks fantastic. Yeah, the animation, it's, it, I don't know if it's traditional, it's, I mean, it's, it's fake traditional animation, but um, yeah, it's going to be on everything. It's going to be on uh, Switch, PS4, Xbox One, Steam, um, good old games, and then Humble Bum- Bundle, eventually. Uh, Humble Bumble, that's another website there. All right, so here's two uh, over-sexualized high school girls fighting to get their boyfriends back. Here's to it. All right. It's American Dream. It's American Dream. <laughs> All right, uh, is that it for the CU Podcast? That's it for the CU Podcast. I'm going to go and watch creepy YouTube videos. That's what I was doing yesterday. Okay. Yeah. I was watching this uh, series, Magic World of Anya. Okay. It's uh, some guy in Poland made it. Very, very creepy. Lots of good music. Okay, you you want you want to shadow me later today or no? You have no interest. Uh, no, I have. Well, I can watch some of it. <laughs> he starts to look. Well, really, the upload process. Okay. That's what. But that's later today. Or if you want to, you, you want to do a Google Hangout. We do it. anyway. Um, that's fine. We can do a Google Hangout. We can do that. Ian, Ian hates me. Ian, Ian hates uh, learning stuff. Anyway, um, we're going to be at Long Island Retro Gaming Expo August uh, 10th and 11th. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm going to go buy some succulents about an hour. Succulents? Yeah. Really? I'm going to make a garden. Uh, that's at expo.liretro.com. Should I hire you for the for Castle Country's uh, Dryscape? No? Nope. Um, I will be... That, yeah, so uh, at the show, besides Ian and I... You're going to have some other other cool guests. Why can't I hit the guests? Oh, there it is. Guest speakers. You'll have Frank Cifoldi. Uh You'll have uh, Vinny from Vine Sauce, I think it said. Leonard Herman, our pal Leonard Herman. I love you, Leonard. Uh, My Life in Gaming, folks. The Retronauts. Um, and more. Oh, that's right. I get to see Corey. You get to see good, good old Corey there. And then I will also be at the Missouri Game Con the week before. And that is on August second it's this weekend you're supposed to be on a plane right now i've had a dream like that before actually i've had that dream i have too you oh. wake up your stomach hurts when you wake up from those you're like oh man all the tension august 3rd go to mogamecon.com that's in missouri it's about 20 minutes outside of of, of uh st louis uh you're gonna have um 
Uh, Norm the Gaming Historian. This is where? At MO? At uh, MO. GameCon. He's going to be drive. Then you have me with that. Oh, I look really bad in that picture there. Um, uh, Walter Day. Uh, Jay Hatfield will be there. Uh, and more. You'll see the Nintendo PlayStation there. And then Adam Korlick will be there. I just saw Adam. Uh, he was at too many games. Oh, the Nintendo PlayStation will be there? Yeah, we you know, want to see it. Cool. Sample it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And again, we'll be at Comic-Con hanging out. Come on and say hi. Come out and see the AVGN panel. 5 p.m. on Saturday. Ian, you going to show up with Frank, maybe? I don't know. Wow. I don't know. You hate James. You heard me first. Ian hates I, James. I don't role. hate James. You might be too busy doing something else on a Saturday at 5 p.m. I don't know. I might be eating food. You can eat food afterwards, Ian. That's six. We can all go out to eat together. Where is it? It's at now, the library, now who's, right? who's the one being an antisocial hermit? It's at the, at the library, actually, yeah, downtown. Got it. Just down the street there. Uh, they're really expanding out with the panels and going to the library, because I don't remember that happening before. Neither do I. Uh, there. But anyway. Uh, and, of course, a certain NES and Super Nintendo guidebook for sale as well. And then, uh, other than that, um, I'm going to re- be retiring in a month and a half. No, I'm kidding. I'll be go- doing a sabbatical, hopefully, in September. All right. That's Ian Ferguson. Bye. Compact Country. Time for our Flex Pro Meal. We'll see you later.